Hello there. I trust you're in a calming space right now. Maybe you've recently repainted the walls in warm pink tones. I bet there's still a little incense in the air. Or is that yesterday's potatoes? Maybe you've installed a dimmer with no intention of telling your landlord and are enjoying squinting whilst reading a book about the origins of tea. The doctor told you you could wait to have progressive lenses, but you're maybe a little worried that the day for adjusting to two different vision options in one pair of glasses might be arriving sooner than you expected. Try to let that anxiety about aging and your certain physical deterioration go and focus instead on the sound of my voice. I hope it's providing some comfort to you. A voice can be so powerful, the messenger of wisdom, of humor, of emotion. And when someone moves on to a higher dimension, or as my Aunt Eleanor would say, dies, there can be a certain scramble in one's head to recall what their voice sounded like. Certain things are easier to hold on to for some reason. You can remember the texture of their hands or a smell of their shampoo. But the voice, at least for me, can be harder and harder to summon as the years go on. And I wonder if many decades on, were I to hear my mother's voice again, would I recognize it? Would I be comforted by it? Before I realized what was happening, which I suppose would be some kind of haunting. With those who have died more recently, we sometimes have their voices captured in voicemails or video clips. Still, it can be difficult to want to listen to those as it reminds you how recently they were on this plane with you. Tonight we're talking about ways we use our voices to ease the difficulties of others and to somehow work through the challenges we may face ourselves. It's not what you expect, which is exactly what you should expect when the clock strikes 4 a.m. and you find yourself in the deep night. Into the deep night, we find the light. We find to the questions on the other side. Oh, friends, hello, it's me, Dale Seaver, and I'm so pleased to be your host and guide through this next hour of regrets and revelations we call The Deep Night. We come to you tonight, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. This time of year, it's lovely to see the heavy snow that's fallen into the canal turn a yellowish-green and then form thick, gooey blobs that will linger on the canal's surface until spring, when the neighborhood children will line the shores and try to pluck them out with broken car antenna or the handles of shovels. As you can tell from the intro to this episode, that not unlike a door dasher on their little motorized bikes with the gloves built into the handlebars riding down the center of an unplowed street in Bushwick, we're really moving through it. We're experiencing all the feels and then some as we try to adjust to a new reality, one without certain important people in our lives. Now, my life specifically, as I handle the loss of my father, which for some reason I thought I was prepared for, but as it turns out, not so much. Folks, I know that we're all dealing with a lot emotionally every day. Even before the pandemic hit and scrambled everything, we thought we had figured out about life and parenting careers and relating to one another. Some of us have sought out various ways to establish a baseline of calm. We meditate. We watch the new series of Deep Night Deep View videos on YouTube. Or maybe 
We drive out to the desert and high on premium-grade peyote, run naked through the sand verbena and saltbush that line the 18th hole of the courses at Indian Wells. For centuries, humanity has also turned to sound as a means of relaxation. Sound baths date back to at least the 1970s in a commune in Vermont outside of St. Johnsbury, where I had a very groovy summer. For ages, men and women in loose-fitting trousers have let similarly frocked individuals strike a number of surfaces in order to produce healing vibrations. In contemporary society, one can still find a Tibetan bowl beater in your neighborhood, probably working out of an abandoned mall. Or you might turn to the Internet and tune into the wild and wonderful world of ASMR. If you're like me, you might be put off at first by how... Horny, this genre seems to be, but eventually you may also come across someone doing something unique in the field. Someone like my guest tonight, comedian and ASMR podcast host, Mary Martin. I think what happens in this episode is that we get to a little essential truth about halfway in, where we establish what drew Mary to this work in the first place, and maybe what lies ahead for her on her journey as she weaves together the worlds of comedy and relaxation. Mary performs all over New York and Brooklyn, and her podcast comedy can be found on all the major streaming platforms. Let's clear our minds and go now to a very calming conversation with Mary Martin. Mary Martin, (laughs) welcome to the deep night. It's so good to see you. Thank you so much for inviting me, beckoning me into the deep, if you will, Dale. Yes, yes. Well, it's always wonderful when the beckons uh, (laughs) are responded to and something Mm -hmm. actually happens. Because I've done a lot of conjuring, and it doesn't always work out so well. So I'm glad. we. Sometimes you get little pops. Sometimes you Mm -hmm. get some sound issues. But we got it. (laughs) We figured it out. We had to sell our soul to several devils, but... God, did we make it work? We made it work. That's right. Thank goddess. So uh, now uh, I will tell you, usually planning things out, I've got a, a very, very seamless approach to everything uh, because I've been doing this a long time. But uh, tonight, I hope you'll forgive me, but I'm just going to really get into it with the questions because I want to know more about what it is you're doing. I'm very fascinated by it. So uh, is that all right with you? <laughs> Oh, it's more than all right. I'm, I'm just, I'm just happy to be nominated, baby. <laughs> all right, good. Now, uh, you do something called comedy, uh, mm-hmm. and could you explain to to me what what that is? Oh yes, comedy yeah. is the name of my ASMR comedy podcast. I see. I see. Yes. I knew what it was, Mary. I just wanted. <laughs> Your many beautiful listeners will be listening. They'll be like, wait, what is Dale going on about again? We we don't know. Thank God he's got that insane woman on the podcast with him explaining to us what, what the hell she's up to. That's right. That's right. Because uh, people do want to be informed. And it is uh, unique what you're doing because, of course, you, you come from the world of comedy. And we can talk comedy. about that. But uh, this comedy thing... Uh, it, it is something different. And my question is, uh, why ASMR? Because uh, th- that's what it's called, right? That's the practice of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, why that? Was that something you were drawn to before? Is that something you sought out 
uh, as an uh, individual, as a, just a person in the world? Why that? Well, I I started using, using ASMR as a means to help me fall asleep years and years ago. And I've struggled with insomnia my entire life. Every single night before I go to sleep now, I need just a little something, something to help me fall asleep, something playing in the background. And very often that will be ASMR. Sometimes it's a murder podcast, but every now and then when the sweet sounds of, you know, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's M.O. won't put me to bed, very often the sounds of some sweet Russian woman whispering to me helps beckon me into dreamland. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so that was from a very early age you always had the insomnia, or can you track it to a certain thing that happened? Oh, I've, I've, been, I've struggled with sleep just since day one, really? I would say. I remember being in elementary school and just being up all night just thinking about what I was going to do tomorrow, all of my dreams, imagining. I'm a, I have a very active imagination, and I suffer from ADHD. So it really, um, settling down, calming down my nervous system has always been something I've struggled with. And uh, when I discovered that ASMR had quite a calming effect on my nervous system was when I was like, oh, this could be a tool that I could use when I need it to help me fall asleep. Yeah. Now, so other than the murder podcast, was there some, uh, did you experiment with other things? Was there like maybe classical music would be the thing? Was it always uh, maybe a harp uh, uh, in the bedroom? Was there uh, a fountain that maybe you experimented with? Anything like that? Or was it just uh, uh, straight to the whispering? It was, uh, well, it started with the whispering. And then from there, I mean... I started developing a Rolodex of different sound to help me fall asleep, whether it be ASMR, whether it be the murder casts, whether it be uh, Tibetan singing bowls. There I was falling asleep to those yeah. for quite a while. That's nice. Um, the the, the pitter-patter of rain. Yeah. Rain um, doesn't do it for me. I get real nervous that there's going to be, there's leak, that there's a leak somewhere. Oh, that, that's enough to keep even... The, the sleepiest man awake, that there might be a leak afoot. Yes. I, I kick yeah. into, oh, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, protector of the home mode, and I've exactly. got to go You're around. Like, Where's my towel? That's <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Please don't let it be a plunger. To, I need to attend to this. Where's, yes. Honey, where's my towel? <laughs> my special plumbing towel. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so uh, that's wonderful. And was it a big relief to discover this? And the fact that there's... Uh, and, and when you discovered it, was there so much as there is now? Or was there just... A, you had to really seek it out on, I don't know, uh, message boards or something? Mm -hmm. Oh, message boards. Oh, I haven't heard that term be used since perhaps what... 2002, how adorable. Um, <laughs> I go back. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I, discovered, I discovered ASMR, this was probably 2014, I think. I discovered it um, in the way most people discover anything uh, on BuzzFeed. Oh, and, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was just, I was, I was scrolling as one does, and um, there was this, article that says ASMR like does it affect you and I clicked on it and then there was this video of this Russian woman whispering and, and like moving her fingers and saying things and all of a sudden I was just hit with this um 
with the I hate to use this word tingles. Mm. I never use tingles on my ASMR podcast, by the way. It's one of those trigger words for me that I'm like, <laughs> tingle, like moist. Yeah, yeah. Tingles for me is like moist for many. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I don't like, but I, for lack of a better word, I was experiencing the classic ASMR tingles when I was watching this video. And I'm like, good gravy, what is this? And, and, once, the, and once that... Once I first experienced those ASMR tingles, I'm like, well, I'll try this before I go to sleep tonight, see if it works. Maybe that will help me get some rest. And it did. I fell asleep quite, quite quickly. Um, just that first time? You were just, like, just that this first is it. time. I was, it, it hit me immediately. Wow. I, it like instantly, instantly got high. You know, sometimes when people smoke um, the hippie lettuce, it takes them a couple times to really, you know, get high but with the asmr it was just one hit and i was there baby wow. it was like it was like it was waiting for me it was and destiny it's, dale i hear destiny. you i hear you mary but was there something about um uh, the uh, being russian uh, <laughs> was there something about that that was that spoke to you i don't know uh, in your history or anything no she just happened to be Russian at the time. I'm assuming she still is. Um, it was just the whispering and the finger movements. I don't know. For whatever reason, whenever I think about, and it also kind of brought back a memory I had as a child where I think it might have been the first time I actually experienced ASMR, but I didn't even realize it. I was playing with one of, with some of my friends and we were we were playing in the woods, and I don't remember the context of our game, but my friend was whispering and was moving. I think it was that game, you know, spiders crawling up your back, oh, yeah. spiders crawling down your back, cool breeze, whatever that game was, that right. little witchy game. It, that it ends with would an play. egg on the head, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Not an not an actual egg, dear listeners. No, <laughs> worry not about that. Oh. Twas a pretend egg and there were also pretend spiders yeah, as yes. well. None of it was real. Just uh, mimicking real. the sensation it, of it mm -hmm, uh, on your sensation. back and shoulders and head. It reminded me of the first time I, I played that with one of my friends. Um, and I'm like, oh, this this is a real thing then. Okay. And then ever since I've uh, I don't I, I've, I've, I still listen to that Russian woman. She's my <laughs> she's my main go-to. Yeah. Her, uh, her name is Maria. Um, I'm giving her a little shout out right now. She a uh, gentle whispering on YouTube. Uh, Maria is like the queen of ASMR now. Wow. Um, because ASMR is quite a a, a booming and blossoming um, niche market, I would say. Yes. I feel like yeah. that shit's everywhere. <laughs> right, and that's probably uh, good for you because you're mm -hmm. you're getting in on it from this specific exactly. angle. Um, but when you talk about the tingle, uh, and, and forgive me, but it, in some cases it is calming, but uh, mm -hmm. for other people it is uh, what also arousing or something too. Some people, some people do get aroused by it, which I mean, I don't blame them. It 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 is it is a sensory thing, and people have been aroused by you know much stranger things. <laughs> That's I, true. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's someone there's someone out there married to the Chrysler building if I'm That's right. If I'm, That's right. If I'm correct and I am as you you just said. Yeah. Um 
which I think it's weirder. That seems weirder to me than to be aroused by ASMR. Uh, it doesn't personally arouse me. However, it does. I do get the sense of um, euphoria that the sensation um, delivers. I get euphoric and relaxed and feel at ease when I when I hear it. And um, and if one is aroused by ASMR, then you know. Lucky dog, yeah. you know. <laughs> I know. Find whatever you can in this life and hold exactly. on to it. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, are there sounds, though, on the opposite end of the spectrum, the reverse tingle or a Ooh. negative tingle, where even in quiet mode, they really just drive you crazy or are repulsive? You know, um, this is a weird one, but... And it's specifically peanut butter jars, um, have you ever opened a, like a a jar of peanut butter, like a Jif or sure, whatever? Sure. For whatever reason, the the paper that they use to seal those is different than any other sealant I've ever seen. Yeah. On everything. Whenever I open a peanut butter jar, the the sound it makes, coupled with the sensation of me opening it, is like I'm. I can feel my insides folding in on themselves just talking about it right now. (laughs) And my gums are trembling. (laughs) Even just putting myself in that imaginary situation, opening that specific kind of sealant just disturbs the absolute ever-living hell out of me. I don't know why. Oh. Now, if if I'm remembering, it's almost like a thin styrofoam. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. I've never seen this kind of material anywhere else other than on like a peanut butter jar. Yeah. It's it's a weird if listeners if you're at home go go to go go to your peanut butter at this very moment. Hopefully it's not opened yet because that will that will suit you <laughs> right. and you'll understand what I mean and open a sensation like no other it is to open those. It really grinds my gears. Um Yeah so to speak. I can't stand it. I don't know why, and I can't put my finger on why. I, I, I understand. I, I understand. And oh. I think that material is particularly prone to triggering that response in people. Ooh. And for me, it would be that same uh, jar of peanut butter, if it's one of the plastic ones, taking the knife along the edge of that plastic, <gasps> uh, that sort of like a metal to specifically mm-hmm. the peanut butter. I don't know why that that shape is like that but uh, beyond that i have two other specific ones um uh, though i'm not surprised you brought up peanut butter with all of the marshmallow fluff (laughs) canisters (laughs) behind you uh that are surely unopened and i bet that's a pleasurable experience to open those Um, two of them are actually opened because i forgot i'd opened the first one (laughs) and now i have two huge things of marshmallow fluff just sitting there unused well the good thing is they'll keep they will, because as we discussed before the show, marshmallow yes. is not a food. Yes, it is. It is a flavor, it is a texture, nothing more. It's an eternal else. substance. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the two ones that I would say, if somebody on the uh, ASMR got onto this, I'd have to jump off the, uh, uh, pull the headphones off of my ears or whatever, uh, it would be socks on carpet and, oh, and hands yeah. on jeans. <gasps> Ooh. I get like the hands the on rubbing. jeans. The rubbing, something about the fibers, Mary. I don't care for it. <laughs> I don't care for it. I'm with you on that. Ge- it is a specific. It's not as repulsive to me, 
However, I do. It is a different sensation. It stands apart. Yeah. From all the other hands-on um, lower clothes, I would say, <laughs> yes. or pants, if you will. <laughs> oh, I, I prefer lower clothes. <laughs> Low the lower the lowest of clothes. <laughs> so, uh, 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 let's get back to the comedy. Uh, or I guess we're still in it, but let me let we me are. take it more specifically. Were you doing some voiceover projects first? How did you develop an ear for the cadence of ASMR? Mm-hmm. Because it is very specific. It is. It's. Um, I was doing some voiceover work, um, sort of on a freelance base basis on um, what is that? Voices.com. I was like sending out auditions and such yeah. for them. Um, I've always loved. Uh, I have very long vocal cords. They're very. They're so long. Wow. Um, and so I have quite a, a, a quite amount of range. And Who told you that, that you have the... How do you discover that? My friend Luke told me one time, he's like, wow, Mary, you have such range. I bet your vocal cords are very long. And I'm like, oh, that must be... That must be true. Okay. And then I never looked it up. All right, science. <laughs> That's yeah. a, science is what we're basing that on. Okay. I'm assuming my cords are long <laughs> and lush. Yeah, sure. Ample. Ample cords. Absolutely. And I love playing around with my voice. It's a huge part of my my stand-up comedy. Yeah. Uh, I do a lot of voices within my set. Um, and very often, I, I like to use my range uh, in place of a joke. For example, if I can't think of something catchy to say at the end of a joke, I'm like, if I say it in a funny voice, it will be as if this is an actual tag to a joke, <laughs> even though it's not. I will fool my audience into thinking I'm hilarious by saying something that's kind of weird and funny. Yeah. You know? And, and, and that, that pans out. Yeah, it pans out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What well, the hell could you, could you, and not to put you on the spot, but could you demonstrate the cadence of ASMR just for us, the, the, even just the entry part of your uh, podcast that you have? Um, okay. Seems to me very uh, indicative of that. Mm hmm. Well, I, I open my podcast the same way every time. It's in a very soft, spoken tone. And as I do it, there's great attention on the tongue placement within the mouth. You see, there's a lot going on inside the mouth, believe it or not. And if you really tap into it, then you're able to realize that your own mouth is a stage, a stage on its own, a stage that you can use to your advantage. You can go over to this side of your mouth and explore there. And then you could go over to this side of the mouth and explore there. We have put the host of this podcast to sleep with my ASMR. Oh, good gravy, it works. I've, I just <sighs> won a bet. Oh. Dale, there you are. Oh, my gosh. Wow. You were out for several hours. <laughs> taking over your podcast. Oh, well, thank you for uh, Deep jumping Night in. Deep is, is now called... Uh, 
It's Mary's show now. <laughs> oh, well, That's I, what we've renamed the podcast, uh, The Listeners. My God, I'm sorry. That's so unprofessional, and I'm glad that you were able to, to jump in and take over and run it these past few weeks. Ah, oh, my God. Well, that is very effective, though, isn't it? I only heard a little bit of the beginning, and then I was out. My gosh. And that is, and and listeners, if you're listening at home, that's what I want for my podcast comedy. <laughs> if you only listen to the first five minutes of my forty minutes episode, a forty minute long episode, then that's that's a successful podcast. <laughs> is that how you? The tra- less you hear of my podcast, the better <laughs> the podcast is. You track the stats that way. For the bigger the drop off, the more successful. Exactly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's good. Um, now, um, would I be equipped here to do it if I start, you know, because a lot of it is also, there's touching oh, of yeah. the mic, right? There's tapping. Is that anything? Tapping is a... Yeah, you know, that kind of has the um, the sound of uh, a womb. Oh, yes. The womb sound. I, I also work as a as a as a babysitter yeah. when I'm not, you know, putting people to sleep on a podcast. And when babies go to sleep, they have their own little ASMR. They have little sound machines. And very often you'll hear, you know, that. Yes. That's and that sounds like the womb. Right. The, you hear the heartbeat of the mother and the woo of the womb. Yes. So that that is ASMR. Oh sure. The sound of the womb. <laughs> I've always been drawn to that myself. So, mm-hmm. For uh, some yeah, reason. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. Um, well, maybe I'll get in on it. <laughs> Just yes, you know. have a child, Dale, and that's that's how you'll. That's the only way you can get into womb sounds. Yeah, a lot of those ba- uh, easily enough. Or just go to the where they do the ultrasounds. I could just hang out out, out there. You just hang out there. They let people yeah. in. They, they don't turn down the sound on those. It's pretty loud, oh, so I that's could hear how they, it from... That's how they make their money. Yeah. <laughs> or I could just be like a candy striper that always appears at the right time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They still do that. <laughs> candy stripers. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> So, um, all right. <laughs> Sometimes I I give a tingle to myself. Um, uh, uh, so, and it seems like you're in a in a enclosed, as we established, uh, basement down there for doing mm-hmm. this. Um, yeah. Underground is probably better for it. And the mic is uh, any kind of special mic that you're using. I have a beautiful blue Yeti X. Yeah, with a nice foam cover on it. Yeah. Yeah, so you nice can touch little... it. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> do you hear that, listener? I'm petting my mic like it's my baby. I do love this mic, Dale. It's never done me wrong. <laughs> I had um, I had a Yeti uh, Nano for a while, and not to shit on it, but it, 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 it was um, it did not produce as uh, clear and beautiful sound as my as my Yeti X. Yeah, well, that is. Um, God, I love this guy. He's so cute. That's what happens as, as we do this. Professionals in this space, uh, boy, we just go through the mics, and eventually you find a good one that we like. And yeah. we should have just spent the money to begin with. But uh. yeah, we just we just like really clicked, you know. Like <laughs> I saw this mic in the shop, and I'm like, you're really cute. And like ever since we've just we just get each other, you know. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. There's nothing like the relationship uh, between a, a a broadcaster and their microphones. Truly. Yeah. Something like uh, you know, you had the BB uh, King and Lucille, a similar kind of kind of deal. 
you know, very similar. The chemistry just <laughs> it's really palpable. It's really something. Now, uh, I have watched a little bit because what you're producing is an audio uh, piece, and mm -hmm. that's kind of what we're talking about. But there's so many of the video. Uh, things with ASMR, and I assume that's where it really takes off. And as you mentioned with uh, Maria, the Russian uh, person, there's a lot of the hand uh, motion oh, yes. towards the camera. Um, and that is, uh, to me, not pleasurable. But, <laughs> but You see, I, I like the hands for whatever yeah, reason. You like to see the uh, hands coming towards you. Especially if the you. fingernails are well primped and taken care of. Yeah. I could just sit there for hours and watch a, a beautiful and well manicured hand do whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Even if that hand is pointing at me and being like, you stupid bitch. I'm just like, oh, it's so relaxing. <laughs> oh, Look that... at that beautiful nail duct. <laughs> that seems like you might beautiful. want to explore that uh, a mm -hmm. little bit, but um, <laughs> on your own. <laughs> Oh, oh, I've explored my hands before okay. on my own. <laughs> well. It's pretty safe to say that I have. Uh, <laughs> now, I, in, in watching the ones that I did that I, that I could get through, there's a lot of uh, young ladies, uh, a lot of them wearing various kinds of like glitter eye makeup, some people in more elaborate get-ups, let's put it uh, like that. Uh, some were pretending to cut hair. Some were giving medical exams. Um, mm -hmm. These are just, again, is there just a kind of fetish aspect to this? There definitely is. Um, because I mean, most ASMR artists that I've seen on YouTube, most of them are female. There's a couple men out there, but I'm not drawn to them. Mm. I'm really not. I think there's just something about a beautiful woman, whether she's I mean, whether she's beautiful, just a woman in general, it's just like, oh, you're a calming presence. You're not threatening at all. Yeah. I want to watch you. Um, so the space is and, and open uh, for somebody with a calming presence that might be mm -hmm. of a more masculine persuasion, let's say. Somebody that's yeah. always been told they have a calming effect on people. Yes. Oh, well. Are you Are you revealing to myself and your listeners that you're itching to edge into the realm of ASMR? I, I'm not opposed to it. Uh, I do have some fanciful costumes and a calming attitude, so I'd yeah. be uh, happy to give it a go, you know. Um, uh, I don't want to be too elaborate with the scenarios, but I, you know what? I don't want to say what I will or won't do in that because I'm open to it evolving. And as long as I'm in service to people, I, that would be uh, fine. And that's what I wanted to be, too. That's another thing, because I knew I wanted to start a comedy podcast, but I didn't want it to be just like every other comedy podcast where they're like, hey, look at me. I'm funny. And that's what the podcast is. I also wanted it to be a service for people. I I'm a nurturer by nature, and so I, I love helping people. And so to have a podcast whose aim is, a comedy podcast whose aim is not to make you laugh, but to help you fall asleep, I liked that angle mostly because I'm here to help people sleep, which is something so many people struggle with every single night. And to be able to to provide someone with yet another 
place for them to turn to be able to calm them into sleep. That's what I want to do. I want to I want to do comedy because I'm hilarious, obviously, but I also want to do use my comedy to help people, help take care of them, help them feel good about themselves. Okay, that's a really wonderful uh, idea and path to pursue um, because. Uh, uh, yeah. You you could say, well, uh, this is an idea that you could see working on the stage once. Uh, I'm going to do an ASMR yeah. comedy podcast, right? That could be a funny joke, and then maybe you, you, you do one, <laughs> but then you're locked into yeah. it if it's just about that idea. Yeah. If it's about helping people, then that's a different kind of thing, and that's a different journey that's that you're on. Thing. And that kind of propels it forward. I do enjoy, though, that when you tell a joke on there, it's, uh, as I think you said on one of them, it's it's a one-minute joke on the stage and 25 minutes <laughs> telling the yes. joke. Now that's commitment. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and, it's, and, it, and, like, and that also, that's, I mean, uh, that also serves me. So it's like, okay, so I don't need to burn through all of my years of material within the first 10 episodes. I can tell one one-minute joke for one episode. So I have... I still have my whole archive of humor I can dip into so that I can keep this podcast rolling so it has a proper trajectory. Yeah, I think that's uh, yeah. uh, that's uh, solid. Um, Fudging the numbers a little bit so I can stay in business. You know what I mean, man? That's what you got to do. All, all too familiar uh, <laughs> with that. Um, well, I did want, I don't know anything else about you. Uh, I don't know where you're from or where you grew up or anything, so I'd be happy to know Me that. Me neither. No, it's a mystery. When you live in a basement for five years, Dale, it makes you wonder... What was all that above ground that I lived? Did it even happen? Was I born in this hole? I don't know. You just lost all perspective. It's just you and the fluff now. Yeah, just me and my boys. <laughs> Whispering quietly into the microphone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's exciting. Um, uh, well, I hope you discover the above world again sometime if you're drawn to it. I, no I no pressure. I, it's, it's sad, Dale, because I do plan to move up top um, in a couple months. I love my apartment. It's beautiful. I've thrown many a beautiful soiree in a comedy show down here, but it's time to say goodbye to the underground and embrace windows. <laughs> oh, one of these, one, uh, that's my uh, New Year's resolution this year is to have windows. Oh God. I don't know how I'm gonna move up top, but I, but I, oh boy, do I, I'm going to look out my window every damn day I, once I get one. I don't know how I'm going to get one yet. I'm still working on the funds, but God damn it. I'm going to get a window. I'm going to sit in it like a little kitty cat and watch the world go by. My goodness, that's a beautiful dream. Uh, I'm, I hope that happens for you, Mary. Oh, I me do. too, Dale. Um, I need to get out of here. This is a cry for help. Yeah. I'm being kept down here. Oh, oh well. Uh, I shit in a bucket, uh, Dale. Oh, okay? my. Oh, my. That's what's in the fluff, isn't it? That's, yeah. Uh, that's, I'm sorry to hear There's it. There's no fudge, fellas. <laughs> I had to empty out all the fluff because all my, yeah. all my bags are filling up. Oh, gosh. This is all just a joke, by the way, listeners. Yeah, you are I'm okay. really doing Fine. I shit in a toilet. There you go. Like every other, you know, things are, American girl. <laughs> things are right as rain there. Everything's mm -hmm. good. Um, yeah. uh, but it does, as long as we're kind of in this uh, thinking darkly, um, and it doesn't have to be a dark example that you uh, present, 
in response, but have you ever had something in this time, whether it was over the pandemic or just in your life growing up, wherever it was, if you can even remember back that far, um, or maybe it was along the time in the woods where you're traipsing around with everybody playing the games. Um, was there anything that you would describe as being uh, kind of a, uh, in close proximity to death, either a near-death experience or a close call, or uh, maybe you saw a ghost. It doesn't have to be a bright light. It can be anything. Near-death experience. I've never been... You know, it's interesting you bring that up, Dale, because I've been, over the pandemic, I've been exploring my relationship with death mm. and, and the lack of it because... I never lost a grandparent or anyone in my family for the longest time until my grandfather died of, of COVID last Thanksgiving. Oh, I'm, sorry to hear, and, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, that's all right. He, he lived a long life, and, and he's in a better place and all that, and all that beautiful horse shit. <laughs> um, but and, in, and when he died, I, uh, I, was, I, I missed seeing him by two two hours. I was heading back from New York, gung-ho to get there to say goodbye to him, and I missed his death. And I was carrying around an incredible amount of guilt for that for the longest time, and I think that carrying of that guilt was also a shield to, between me and my undiscovered or unexplored fear of the end. Mm. And... Lately, I've been trying. I've been meditating a lot lately. So, because they they say meditation is a is a practice for death. They say that because you're sitting in the nothingness and it's incredibly uncomfortable because it goes against all of your instincts to live, to sit in what's uncomfortable. And so, while I've never had a near death experience lately, I've been wanting to to get to know death more and to not let my fear and my aversion of its of its finite uh, of its surety surety isn't a word but it will be for this moment it's surety in all of our lives so i'm not i'm not letting that fear of that death and that sureness that i'm going to die stand in between me and my living of my life because very often i do let it get between me my fear and what I want. Gosh, I've ambled on quite for quite some time now. Have I said anything of merit or of importance? I did not take my ADHD medication today. Well, I, I'm, I'm always, sometimes I, I, I do let people go because I like to see where the thoughts are leading you. And so in a way, that's a little bit of a meditation on my end. Um, uh, but uh, it's interesting, that idea around meditation, that it would be that, that stillness that, that approach to it, um, preparing for something that is uh, uh, final, something that is so still, something that feels unnatural. Um, yeah. And I don't know if that's uh, nece necessarily true for my experience with meditation because I don't know if I bring the, I think I'm maybe more naturally still. Yeah. So it, it perhaps is not as much of a burden to ask me to remain in one place. Um, but that's interesting how much the, the fear piece is very active for you. Um, yeah. and, and I would imagine with somebody with a mind that races, that is uh, even unable to just do sleep, which is its own is a natural sort of meditation, yeah. that one would have a resistance or approach it with that in mind. And... Uh, 
you do you, but I don't know if there's a way to continue to reframe that and uh, look at the fear piece of that as the thing to come closer to or examine in a different way. Um, I'd be interested to know what happens with that. Yeah, so would I. <laughs> Call Maria. If I Have Maria do a running away video. from the fear. <laughs> but I've I've been inching closer lately, and I'm com- becoming more comfortable with with the stillness and the practice of sitting in what is uncomfortable. And, you know, and to swing it back to comedy, I <laughs> yes. mean, as we, as I must do, it's why I'm here, Dale. Yep. Um, and, that's, and that's another reason why I felt compelled to do comedy, because I, I struggle with being calm so much in my life. As I said, I have ADHD, emphasis on the H, the hyperactive. Mm. Um, I'm a very hyperactive individual. And so to do comedy is kind of stepping away from my comfort zone and entering a realm of like, hey, let's let's keep things calm and serene and we're not going to force anything. We're just going to be as is and let it happen because... I mean, my persona on stage is also the opposite of comedy as well. I'm a very high energy performer. Um, I've I, I've often had to ask my friends, "Hey, do you have any advice on to how to not scream while on stage? <laughs> any advice for that?" Um, and so I'm taking the, like the jokes that I'm whispering in my podcast are usually. Uh, spoken very loudly and with much drama on stage. And now I'm taking that spastic, hyperactive energy and I'm putting it through, uh, I'm taking it to the other side of the spectrum and taking my foot off the gas, so to speak, and letting it become an easy, breezy um thing that I'm not pushing, I'm not prying, I'm just letting it be as is. Um, much like in what what one must do to properly meditate. So that's the sort of process behind that. Yes. Even though you didn't ask for it, I've said it. Uh, no, I'm glad. I'm very glad to, to, that we got to that point because uh, that is it's as much of a practice for you as much as you also want to help other people that may be having a mm-hmm. difficult time. That this is a form of uh, meditative practice for centering and perhaps even finding where you exist in all of this outside of the fear, outside of the hyperness. Um, you know, where is that authentic voice that exists for you, yeah. uh, be it expressed in comedy or just in life? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Mary, that's we got to a good Dale. place. <laughs> That's beautiful, baby. Yeah. I feel like I'm on a, I'm having Zoom therapy right now. Yes. I'm feeling a, a breakthrough coming, coming on. I, I definitely did. I, I broke through myself, so I'm, I'm happy to, <laughs> happy to do that. Um, and that's all I want to do. I want, I want to help people have breakthroughs to help realize. And that's another thing with comedy in general is by watching a, an individual, like especially the stand-up because we're basically telling our own stories up there. Um, in the telling of our own stories, we want the audience to hear it. 
and reflect their own stories upon ours. And in doing that, they'll realize that their stories are, aren't so bad and they're to be accepted. Um, and it, I just want to help make people feel okay to be that authentic version of themselves as I navigate through my journey of finding it myself. Um, yes. And we will, yeah. we will be in a better place if we can get to that, isn't it? And certainly, even the attempt is admirable. Yeah, that the attempt is is the end goal, really. Yeah, we agree, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we are united. Isn't it in the great attempt. to sit with someone and you both just fucking yeah. agree, and there's no lines to cut or to cross? It's all just. It's all gravy with you and me, Dale, and it, and it always has been. And it always has been, Mary. Uh, may it ever be thus. Um, and, and if it's not, we'll just honestly have a conversation about it, and I look forward to yeah. that. That's yeah. great. Um, and, uh, well, where can people find the comedy when they are seeking it out, uh, whether they are at a desperate place or just a curious place? I, ideally, the people should seek it out while they're in their bed, I wanted to say that first, because this is a comedy podcast that I've designed to help people fall asleep. So if taken out of context, it might sound weird, because as I said, I take a one-minute joke and I turn it into 25 minutes because I'm repeating certain words that sound really good, you know? And so if you're just li if you're just, like, on your commute to work and you're just listening to me say the word... Vagina, vagina, over and over and over again. It might not, it might not get the same effect as if you're falling asleep to that. Um, the first place you can find my podcast is in your bed. The second place you should look for it is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are sold. <laughs> it's free, by the way. <laughs> it's free. Well, that's yes. I, I, I did. I will say I put it on for a long drive, and that was not a, a great uh, decision. <laughs> well, yes, I, I don't want you to fall asleep at the wheel. And... No, no, I did have to change things up, but I appreciated where it was going, uh, and and took mm -hmm. some time to listen to it off the road. I uh, just pulled over mm -hmm. under an underpass, overpass, underpass, <laughs> under an overpass, and you went um, under. I, I just broke my brain. Is it an? It is an overpass, yeah. right? Uh, well, I think it depends on it's your position. It's all about perspective. <laughs> and I've certainly exactly. appreciated yours here today. Uh, Mary, thank you. Uh, this has been oh, really wonderful. Dale, I appreciate your perspective. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun talking to you. Yes, likewise. And I wish you continued success with everything and uh, as you continue on your journey. And I hope there's some windows for you. Dale, I've got big plans for small windows. In the <laughs> That's the best. All right. Uh, take care. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, Dale. We all come to our place in the world via different, usually circuitous paths. And Mary is well on her way wherever she's headed. Comedians in basements making podcasts ought to be <laughs> the name of the show, I suppose. Windows, folks. Seek out windows. Find the light wherever it may be. And if you can... Identify the thing that motivates you. Spend some time with that and articulate what that means to give it so much presence in your life. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's doing a little bit of harm. But calling it out can lead to a necessary shift 
in energy. Just as surely as Venus has finally moved out of retrograde and maybe we can all get on with things again. Give comedy a try if you need some help sleeping, assuming you're not already using this podcast to fall asleep to. And if you are, well, I'm honored. Happy to help you along your way. That's going to do it for us this week, friends. Till next time, remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night with Dale is independently produced, written, and performed by James Bewley. Season 14 artwork by M.K. Cummins. Season 14 theme features lyrics and vocals by Kylie Lotz, music by Austin Lotz, and mixing by Zach Robbins. It's never too late to give Dale a positive review while hitting subscribe on Apple Podcasts. But you can also tune in to Dale's Frequency on Stitcher, Podchaser, SoundCloud, and Spotify, wherever you are, Dale's right there with you. To get in touch with mindfulness tips, positive reinforcement, or just to say hello, email Dale directly at daleradio at gmail.com. Be sure to follow him on Instagram by looking up at Dale Seaver. From our being to yours, thank you for visiting The Deep Night. Well, what do you know? Turtleneck. Calming to wear, calming to hear.